0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Listen, you know I bring it, right? But I'm really bringing it today, honey, because I got a special, incredible guest, a fellow DJ on Remember Then Radio, one of the greatest, Sam, the golden oldies man. Say hello to everyone.
1: Well,
0: hello, hello, everyone. Hello, (laughs) Jerry. You know... This is so cool. I cannot believe that I have you here with me. This is great.
2: Hey, hey, we well, you
1: know, Jay, uh, I mean, when we, I, first of all, I was humbled by uh, the invitation, okay, uh, to come on board and be a part of this. And anything that I can do to enhance and preserve the richness of, uh, of this great musical art form, I'm all for.
0: You know, Sam, I'm humbled that you're here with me today. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, what I was hoping we were going to do today, let's, let's accomplish some great songs of your choice and you'll be talking about what these songs mean to you. But I want people out there to know who Sam is because I, I hear rumors, you know, about you, man, I hear rumors. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who Sam is?
1: Okay, uh, Sam the Golden Globes, man. It's just one, uh, you know, I grew up listening uh, to this music, uh, Jay, from, from a very young age. Uh, I remember my first recollection of songs uh, that, uh, that stuck with me over the years was when I was a, tot, <laughs> a toddler. Okay? And my uncle would, a uh, 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 collector of music, he would play songs, okay, in an attempt to serenade me to sleep. Sometimes it worked, I guess sometimes it didn't. But the songs that stuck out with me at the time were uh, Sonny Till and the Orioles, Crying in the Chapel, and of course, uh, the late, great James Pookie Hudson with Good Night Sweetheart. <laughs> and, so, and then uh, after that, you had your teenage years, You know, as we teenagers do. We, we go to different uh, dances and then hops. So the music has always been a part of my life. However, it wasn't until after I returned from uh, my tour of duty in Vietnam that my interest in this music began to peak what i mean by that is that you know when i when i got back i thought that i was going to hear the songs that i had been accustomed to as it relates to the oldies well long and behold you know james brown by then had gone from being bewildered getting a brand new bag and we had groups like uh, the Jackson Five and all coming up, so I was kind of uh, disappointed and dismayed at what I was hearing. And it's old saying that if you want something done, you want it done right, you do it yourself. Okay? Wow. You still there? Yeah. So that's basically how I got started in this. You know, I recall my first uh, DJ job paid me thirty-five dollars. <laughs> imagine that. But you know what? I was a happy camper. Because, Jay, from that time till now, I never played for the love of money. I played for the love of music. Okay, and there's a lot to be uh, said about that. But anyway, in, during uh, my, my quest, you know, I, I had music, but then as, as the demand increased and I realized that there was music that I didn't have, I went to uh, a gentleman that anyone who was in the record business, collectors or buyers, Knows the name Val Shively, Okay, and I stepped into Val Shively's store one day. He was up on 69th Street. and <laughs> i never forget this. When I walked in the store, he said to me, I don't think I have what you're looking for. Well, I was kind of taken aback by that. <laughs> I said, Then when I said, well, I'm looking for the door still open.
2: Okay, by the Cardinals. Well, his eyes got big, gaze cheeks got... <laughs> and
1: from that point to now, Valsh oh, Ivey and I have been friends.
0: So, that's... First of all, I want to say thank you for your service. Okay, first uh-huh. and foremost. Second, am I... Are you able to tell us how old you are?
1: Yeah, I am 72. But okay, hey, James, check this out. I... People ask me today, and my wife's not here, so when the young ladies ask she said, how old are you? I said, I'm 83. <laughs> Just to be able to hear them say, well, boy, you look good. For I love boys. it. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm 72 years old, Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: So I love, I love that. Okay? So that is so cool. Listen, you're amazing, first of all, in general, period, let alone for 72. Um And again, thank you for your service, because that's a, a beautiful, amazing thing right there, what you did for us, number one. Number two, I love what you're saying about when you were young and trying to be, you know, sung to to go to sleep and everything, like what you just said, like touched my heart. It just touched my heart. and. I always say I was born too late. I just turned 60, and I always say I was born too late. And I'm going to make you giggle because I tell everyone, I say this on the air a lot, that I would have been, I was born in 61, so I was a young kid in the 60s, so I couldn't really be that hippie that I should have been. But I always say I would have been a hippie in a poodle skirt with a leather jacket. I loved it all, you know?
1: know, <laughs> yeah, and also, I would be remiss because, you know, one of the things... uh uh, that I found that was very necessary, okay, and my quest for uh, the preservation of this music was to get to know this music. So uh, for the past four years, uh, uh, I've been actually writing a book <gasps> on the on the evolution and development, okay, of black music. Now, my longtime friend who's since passed uh, Pookie Hudson, he had me make him a promise before he passed away. He said, Sam, i want you to tell the story
2: okay uh, uh, uh this music and in my quest Dave,
1: i, I found out that i had to do a, an extensive amount of research an extensive amount of uh, uh, uh checks and balances to make sure that the information that i was delivering and the information that i was receiving was accurate i would have to go to two or three different sources Okay, to get something that was uh, comparable to what it is I was trying to uh, explain. During the 50s, and I'm preaching to the choir now, you and I know that there were over 10,000 groups that recorded. Me, I was born and raised in Philadelphia. And uh, with that being said, we weren't privy to a lot of the songs that we later heard over the airways, such as the groups that came out from the West Coast. Okay, and the reason for that in my research was that they didn't have the ability to distribute. Okay, and, and that became a problem there was so much music out there. And uh, to put it in perspective: you take twenty, if you take ten thousand groups, okay, you turn the record over and play the other side. There's twenty thousand songs. Then you keep in mind that some of these groups recorded more than one song gives you an idea of how much music is out there that many of us, myself included, still have never heard before.
0: Well, Sam, I want to just let you know, Stevie's in the chat room. A shout out to Stevie, the owner of RTR. He says your okay. your volume's a little low. Maybe you could talk a little louder.
1: Okay, how's that? Is that better?
0: Okay. I think he wants you to yell. <laughs> okay, I <okay. laughs> But Stevie's under the weather, maybe, maybe. But um, I want to give a shout-out to RTR, because Remember Them Radio is an incredible platform for all of us keeping this music alive. So, Angel and Stevie, we love you, we thank you, because without RTR, man, we wouldn't be doing this right here today.
1: You're you're absolutely right, and and I'd be remiss if I didn't kind of piggyback off of that. Prior to uh, me coming to RTR, I'll be there two years uh, this coming August. I was. I played at different radio stations from WNJC 1340 in Washington Township, 92.1 uh, out of Violin, Sunny 1100 in, in Bethlehem, PA, and uh, when I left 92.1, uh, I thought that at that time that it was going to be all over for me. It was a very sad moment. Oh. One of the uh, listeners, okay, I don't mind calling it, Jim Santa Barbara. Okay. Okay, had contacted me that night as I was leaving the station and he said Sam he said you got too much going on okay to turn it in now let me make a phone call and I'll get back to you well as the story when he made the phone call he put me in touch with Steve and, and Barbara at that time now do up Angel everything else after that is history so I'm very humbled by the opportunity, the way it was presented to me here at Remember Then Radio, to come on and do
2: what it is that we do.
0: You know, I want to piggyback off of what you just said. So, I, I don't know how much you know about me, but I'm on five different networks. I'm really a talk show host. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm not a so-called DJ. And Michael Diamore, the new lead singer of the Capris, he's also a good friend of Stephen and Angel's and he's a good friend of mine. My, I met him through an aunt of mine in Staten Island and I've interviewed him on all my networks and about close to two years ago, he said to me, I think I want to introduce you to Barb and Steve from Remember Then Radio. And at first I was hesitant because I'm thinking... But I'm not a DJ per se and the music, I love it but I don't know all the details like you guys know and long story short, the rest is history, here I am and I'm going to say this is probably one of my favorite networks because it's it keeps me alive. You know, this music I loved. I don't know. I can't tell you dates and exactly everyone in the groups. I'm not that person. All I can tell you is this was a great group. This was a great song. Oh, my gosh, the memories, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and, and while on the subject, because, you know, sometimes I have those senior citizen moments, so I have to say, when
0: it comes to mind, you just mentioned the uh, caprice. Yes. Okay, most people associate
1: the caprice, okay, with the Morse code of love. Okay, now, uh, keep in mind that in, in my quest to tell the story and to preserve the richness, there was a group out of Philadelphia, uh, called them the Capri, with Nate Hinton, that recorded
0: the tune uh sorry, I'm having a senior citizen. It's okay. okay. But in any case,
2: you know, there, there, were, there were many groups,
1: and, and, and the point that I'm making here is that there were many groups during this period of time that went under the same
2: name. Gotcha. Okay, uh, for instance, many people have heard of the Delphonics. here yes. in Philadelphia. Yes. Well, back in 1962, there was a group
1: also calling themselves the Delphonics. There was uh, another group also calling themselves the Whispers, in which uh, 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 Ken Kojak in- interviewed uh, uh, the gentleman from the Whispers uh, the other night, Okay, uh, the, uh, Terry Johnson. Yep. Well, Terry Johnson sang at one time with this group calling themselves the Whispers.
2: Okay, they were the, uh, the Supremes. Okay, the
0: Temptations. Wow. There's
1: a lot of history as it
0: relates to this music, Jerry. You know, I'm finding out more and more, Sam. You know, and I was really numb to a lot of this information. So that's another reason why I love all your shows on RTR. And even Kojak, he cracks me up. he He's even um, been a guest co-host on some of my shows. And I'm yeah. the one that's like, oh my gosh, look who I have. Yay, I'm so excited. Yeah. Wait to hear the song. And Kojak's like, well, this song was recorded, and, and this song, yeah. you, know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know. There's a reason for that as, as DJs. I see that in, in order for uh, a DJ to play this music, he has to first know this music, okay? And uh, and over the years, it's been over 50, close to 60 years now that I've been been, uh, playing music. I've been DJing on various radio stations for over 20 years. So I think that I pretty much uh, know my way around the corner. But then, you know, there's also something to be said about that. When I first came into the business, okay, and uh, again, going back to Val Shively, Val said to me one day, he said, Sam, and I quote, if you're in this here for the love of the music, you'll do great. If you're in it to make money, you're going to fall flat on your face. Yes. I didn't understand in the beginning with that myth, uh, Jerry, and over a period of time I come to understand that there's a group of, of, of individuals here, uh, out here, we call them the purists or the collectors, if you will. Okay. And that that is a very, very secure group. In other words, everyone is not invited, okay, or accepted into that group, okay? What I had to do was to, you know, I always, and and because my name is not up in neon lights, okay, I never sought the glitz and the glamour. As a matter of fact, bright lights hurt my eyes. (laughs) I chose to keep the spotlight on the groups that recorded okay and the songs that recorded in the flashlight on myself so i was never out there okay to make a big name for myself as some people have and some people do okay i always i always remained humble and kept my my focus on what was important okay and that was to tell the story of these fledging groups okay uh, for instance in, in philadelphia Many people, okay, uh, associate the sound of Philadelphia with Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff. Okay, and I always say that while they may have coined the phrase, they did not create the sound. That was a sound that, that distinguished groups from Philadelphia from other geographic locations. And I always made a point of doing that because many times, as you and I both know, you take people like... Willie
0: Winfield who's uh, still around. I hugged him. You know, I hugged yeah, him. Yeah, you know, people you know, when they see him perform
1: now, they see they come out with an expectation that he's gonna hit that note. <laughs>
2: okay, or he's gonna sing that song the way they did in the in the recording studio.
0: No. Okay.
2: It's
1: not gonna happen. I recall a show I attended with little Anthony in the Imperial, but <laughs> well, he could still sing. And after the show was over, and, yeah, I went to the show expecting to hear songs like Just Two Kinds of People in the World, okay, or that classic I'm All Right, which was, it was, it was, it was a jump tune. So as Little Anthony uh, was leaving the this, uh, this studio, I asked him, I said, uh, I said, I, him, I, said oh, I, to, I said, why do you just do uh, I'm All Right? And this is what he said to me. He said that when I was performing those songs, I wasn't being paid, okay? Like, I'm being paid now. I come in, I sing a couple songs, I get my I get my paycheck, and I'm out of here. Okay, And there was a lot to be said about that. And I understood it.
0: Okay.
2: You know, <laughs> you
0: know, you know I, like, I want to just mention Willie Winfield because um, I got to... Uh, see him a few years ago and I got to go backstage and they had him sitting on a chair on stage and I was crying the whole time saying to myself, Oh my gosh, I love him. Oh my gosh. He's on the chair and it's perfect. It's beautiful. And I went backstage and I hugged him. I'm str- I'm crying. I'm sitting there and he goes, why are you crying? I said, because I'm hugging you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah.
0: So Sam, yeah. I yeah. want to give a shout out to a few people in the chat room. Okay. Um, okay, Of course, Stevie, the owner. Hey, Stevie, I hope you're feeling better, sweetheart. Of course, Georgia Peach is in the house. Hi, sweetie. Mike, the Baron of Bayside. Diane, Shirley from Hong Kong. But the one guy, the one guy who's always front row, first in the chat room, center seat is Baba Gotta give him a huge shout out. Thank you to everyone in the chat room and everyone listening. And I do want to tell you, I got a few... Text. My friends in Australia are listening. AJ Aaron is listening from Australia. Okay. We've got Hong Kong in the house. I've got Ireland listening today. Okay. On uh, St. Patty's day, she sent me a message, girlfriend. I will be listening. Okay. So shout out. So we're, we're going to have a great show here today. So I'm going to play a song and everybody's waiting for one of your picks, and then you're gonna talk about this after we play it, what it means to okay. you, okay? Okay All
2: right. Here we
0: go, baby. Ratings.
3: This is Uncle Sam. the man
0: Sam Shirley from Hong Kong is in the house and giving you a lot of claps, baby. She loves you. We love you, Shirley. And you know what? <laughs> it is two twenty-one in the morning in Hong Kong and she is here listening. We love you, yeah. Shirley. And guess it what? Guess what, Sam? We've also What's got that? Nigeria in the house, and we've also wow. got Germany and Spain now in the house. How about that? Man, oh,
1: bad boy. worldwide.
0: Okay? Uh, Yes, you know, the monitors, greeting, this is Uncle
2: Sam. You know, there was a time, uh, Jerry, who uh, those in the chat room and
1: those who were listening, when it was not uncommon to see men walking around in military uniforms. Okay. Okay, I, myself, I had left home at the age of 16. Okay, I've been on my own since I was 16 years old. Okay, uh, And it was my birthday on November the 9th. Okay, uh, uh, came around. I enlisted on November the 15th, 1965, in the military. Okay, uh, it was just something. I mean, it was just, I mean, today
2: you don't see guys walking around. I mean, you see them in particular,
1: right. but you don't see them in the military attire. And what was significant about that song, first of all, you know, that group there, the, the, the Monitors, was an American vocal group, and they recorded for Motown in the 1960s. The members uh consisted of a lead singer Richard
2: Street. Now Richard Street
1: should ring a bell and uh, I'm sure Steve and other people's My Richard Street at one time sang with the Temptations. The other members was uh Sarah Fagan, John Maurice Fagan and Warren Harris. And they had two uh min- they had two minor hits, uh one being Say You and, uh then a cover of the Valideers readings, This is Uncle Sam, which reached number 21 on the billboard charts it originated from
2: of course detroit uh michigan wow you know but wow. while in the
1: military and there's another song that you get on a little later uh i'm in uh by this time i'm in vietnam you know and doing uh whatever you arrest period or back in the rear i'm laying up in my bunk okay uh just chilling for lack of a better word, okay?
2: Okay. And
1: I hear this song, not greetings, but the song being sung, okay, was a song entitled, okay, Creation of Love, Frankie Lyman. Okay. AJ, AJ, I jumped out of my bunk because I I, I had never heard that song done by Frankie Lyman, but I was familiar with Frankie Lyman's voice, okay? And... (laughs) I jumped up, I ran I went outside. There was a gentleman, his name was Richard Allen from Philadelphia who was singing that song, okay, Creation of Love or Share. If only creation of love. Okay. And from that from that point on, you know, like I said, that that greetings just is Uncle Sam is is no standard. Most of the military people are veterans. And they only have to be because you got people listening that weren't in the military that have an affinity for that song. And that was the the, the song that that really stuck close to me throughout the years was Greetings, This Is Uncle Sam. And while I'm on the air, I want to extend a welcome home and a thank you for your service to all you veterans who are listening today.
0: Yes. Amen to that. I agree. I concur. You know... I want to just share something. My my dad and his whole family came from Italy years ago. My dad came alone at 13 on that boat to New York to meet an uncle he never met, not knowing the language. Eventually, the entire family came. Hardworking, amazing people. And my uncle, his brother, who's still alive, he actually lives here in Jersey with us, he went into the Marines. And my dad and my my uncle said this to me when i was younger and i'll never forget it they said we were born in italy that's our birth country but we are americans first Mm -hmm. and i'll never forget that so thank you to everyone out there who who served for us thank you
1: And you know that song also like around Mother's Day would they always love my mother. Greedy, this is Uncle Sam is the Veterans National, is the Veterans Anthem. <laughs> okay. okay, on Veterans okay. Day. We are along with many others. Yes.
0: <laughs> so you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna play the next song, Book of Love. It's in queue, but then we'll play Creation of Love and we'll talk about both of them. Okay, okay? here we all go, right. baby. Book of Love. Come on. I wonder, wonder.
2: Woo, 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 woo. Who wrote the book of
3: love? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Who wrote the book of love? I've got to know the answer. Someone from above. I wonder, wonder, I do know who wrote the book of love.
1: The lover. You love her with all
3: your heart. Chapter two, you tell her. you never, 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 gone going apart. In chapter three, remember the meaning of romance.
1: In chapter four, you break up, but you give her just one more chance. Oh, I wonder, wonder, wonder who, who wrote
3: the book of love. Who
4: wrote the book of love? Chapter 1 says, The lover, we love with all your heart. Chapter
3: 2 you tell her, You never, 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 never ever thought apart. In chapter 3
1: remember, The meaning of romance. In chapter 4 you break up, But you give her just one more chance. Oh, I wonder, wonder who knew who wrote the book of love?
3: Who Who wrote the book
2: of love? I wonder
0: who Who wrote the book book. of love? I mean, come on, baby, come on. Hey,
1: hey, Jay, one of the things, okay, before I get into why I like that song, but when they say, Who wrote the book of love? when that's on the radio, when that's Come
0: on, I would say, I did, you silly fool. <laughs> <boy. laughs> I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> but the, uh, you know, the, the, the monotones, okay, the song was uh, actually released in uh, 1958, okay, and it uh, became an, uh, an original for the uh, for the uh, monotones. Uh, it, it reached number three on the Billboard and R&B charts and number five on the pop chart. And it sold over one million copies. The members of that group at the time were Charles Patrick, Warren Davis, George Malone, Frankie Smith. And they originated from New Jersey. And they recorded on the Chess and mascot label. Who wrote the book of love? I did, you silly
0: (laughs) (laughs) fool. You know what's so amazing about this music? Listen, it was three years even or so before I was born, and I grew up as a teenager listening to that. We all did in our schools with the with the 50s dances, and I mean, it was crazy, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. But you know, there's, there's even something
1: to be said about that historically. You know, this was considered one of the top 100 or the top 40, if you will, and there was a reason for that that many of the listeners may or may not be aware of. During the period of the payola
2: with Alan (laughs) Freed. When the powers that be wanted to
1: regain control of what was being played on the airways, they would send their representatives
2: out
1: to places where the kids were known to congregate, the mall shops, drugstores, and they would listen to the songs that were being played on the jukebox. Okay, and as a result of that, up comes your top 40. Now, the songs like The Book of Love and The Ten Commandments of Love and uh, Sincerely and da-da-da-da-da uh, became a part of that top 100. Many of the radio stations at that time, okay, and unlike today where the DJ has a lot more autonomy to play what he wants to play, they were playing from the playlist. A lot of stations today, Jerry, still engage in the same practice of someone other than the DJ picking the songs, okay, that are to be played over the airwaves, which is why you turn on some of these stations, you can pretty much tell time, okay, by the songs that they pay, play repeatedly. The other thing with, with, with RTR, the station that we're on, they give us a lot of uh, room to play what it is that we want to play. And we're not playing from the playlist. We're playing from the soul of the individual or the DJ, if you will, and not from a a made-up playlist.
0: Gotcha. All right. Well, here we go, baby, for another one of your picks, and then we'll talk about it. Woo! (laughs) Woo! Very sad. Great, great Very yes. sad. Um, Alley Boy is in the house. He's saying hello, Alex Augustine, the man.
2: Okay, DJ Alex, yes. <laughs>
0: DJ, um, Alley Boy, um, actually, him and his wife took me out to lunch. They live close to me now. Um, they took me out to lunch for my birthday. Allentown, New Jersey. No one's ever heard of it. That's where I went to high school. I, I'm from okay. Robbinsville, and yeah. they live there. Okay, imagine yeah. that. Five minutes from okay. me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm about
1: 40 minutes from, uh, from Allentown.
0: No, you're from Allentown, PA. Oh, oh okay. That's yeah. what I'm saying. No one's ever heard of Allentown, New Jersey. Oh, no. So no, you're right. <laughs> there you go, baby. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So listen. So now I want to play. Um, let's find it here. Cause, okay, here we go. This is also one of my favorite songs of all time, "Crying in the Chapel. So let's play it and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Here we go.
3: You saw me crying in the
0: chapel.
3: The tears I shed were tears of joy. Of contentment, I am happy with the Lord. Just a plain and simple chapel. gather in the Troubles to the chapel. Get down on your knees and pray. Then your burdens will be light.
0: The best, one of the best. Tell uh, the history,
1: man. man. Oh, man! You know, and when I mentioned earlier it, with regards to my quest for knowledge and trying to uh, kind of, kind of lay the groundwork, the Orioles were considered one of the one of the four major uh, pioneer groups. Starting in 1931, the Mills brothers from Peque Iowa. 1936. Uh, came the Ink Spots with Deke Watson in 1945, of course, with Jimmy Ricks and the Ravens, and in 1948 came Sonny Till and the Orioles. Now, what's important to note, okay, with Sonny Till and the Orioles and the other groups, the aforementioned group, that they didn't sing in what was considered a doo-wop style. Okay, okay. and the reason for that to, to bring it home is that there were five elements that needed to be present in a song in order for it to be classified as doo-wop. Okay, the one that stands out the most to make it uh, easy to understand is that there were never any nonsense syllables in Sonny Teal and the Orioles' recordings.
0: Explain okay. that. All right.
2: Like with the uh,
1: shout-a-da-da, okay. get it. Yeah. Those was a nonsense syllable. Doo-wop, wop dum doo-wop syllables okay there were never any of those uh never any nonsense syllables included in the oriole songs uh the ravens the h-bots or the mills brothers they were not considered to sing in the doo-wop tradition which sonny till did however was he introduced the first he was considered to be one of the first romantic lead singers Okay, and he went from most of the other groups were singing in the blues or jazzy type style. Sonny Tillman, the Orioles, Sonny Tillman, okay, uh, sang in the, yeah, in other words, he he began to open the doors for what was to follow in terms of, uh, but he didn't sing, it was never a doo-wop record. Same thing with Lee Andrews and, and, and Hawks. They never sang in that doo-wop, the traditional doo-wop tradition.
0: So funny that you know all that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But you asked, you asked me about something I did last weekend. I couldn't tell
0: you. That's you crazy. Know, That's incredible. To, you
1: know, but but you know, in this quest for you know, and, and trying to understand uh, how this music evolved. First of all, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say this: that the music, uh, particularly the uh, from the the black music, okay, stems from the spirituals and the gospel. They that lays the foundation. For everything, okay, that uh, in, the, in all these different recordings. You know, I had a, a gentleman, and everyone, a lot of people know Charlie Horner. And he had asked, I a the collector, uh, historian, he asked me one day. He said, Sam, why is it that uh, you don't see a lot of black or African Americans, okay, and a lot of these shows that are presented, he said, because it's depressing? I said, no, it's not because of that at all. Okay, because we grew up listening to this music. The difference is, and this is just my opinion, do you remember Archie Bunker? Of, the show that you had on the of course, and then I have a
0: question for you. Okay, yes.
1: Okay, now, could you imagine, what do you think? Could you imagine any of this music being played in Archie Bunker's house?
0: So wait, I have a question for you about Archie Bunker because... I was told, and this could be wrong, he either dated a black woman or was married to one and he was like the least racist person in the world.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, he, he, and, and that is true. But on his sitcom... No, but on his
0: sitcom, of course, I know. I'm laughing yeah, about that. Right. But I knew you would know the answer because I was dying to know. He was a stand guy, but on that sitcom... Oh, it was horrible! You know, an, an, ...an analogy, okay, with how or why there was such a
1: difference. See, in, in, in the black community, we grew up listening to this music on what was then known as the hi-fi. Remember, the hi-fi is like the stereo. it's not like the turntable. it's the hi-fi. Everybody had a hi-fi. And anyway, in the neighborhoods where these guys came from, we knew them. But to us, they were just neighborhood guys. Okay. Okay, they hadn't reached any prominence or, or, or any uh, high stature. Okay, on the other hand, the white kids, okay, and, and, and then they wasn't allowed, okay, to listen to this music because by that time, and we're talking about their late 40s, early 50s, was considered race music, okay, and it was frowned upon by many of the executives and the powers that be. So today, you know, because I run into the same problem myself, Jay, when I go out there to play, Okay. I'm thinking I, I was invited one time to play at a senior citizen's home. Okay. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I had died and went to heaven. I can play the music that I, don't, I want to play. I don't have to play this line dance. I got in there and I put on Lordy Miss Claude, Lloyd Christ. Okay. And the ladies came up to me and said, we don't want to hear none of that graveyard music. I was done.
0: Okay. Wait a minute. Uh wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Speak my language. Were they saying they didn't want to hear black people music?
1: No, they were saying they didn't want to hear old music.
0: Oh, okay. No, I feel better now because I've no because I've done a lot of shows in nursing homes and I, I would have been very upset. Okay, continue.
2: Yeah, they didn't want to hear the old
1: music. They wanted, <laughs> they wanted to hear music that's being played today. And the same thing holds true. The majority of my listeners at 92.1 and other places, okay, were not African American, okay, they were white. I had a large audience, about 80 85% of my listeners were white. It was, that's the group, okay, that really preserves the richness and the heritage of this music today. And I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't say that. If it don't be for well, that for that group of people, individuals, a lot of this music would have been relegated a long time ago to the archives.
0: But Elvis Presley had a big hand in bringing. They they used to say he brought black people's music and white people's music together.
1: Well, not only Elvis Presley, okay, uh, the, the uh, Perry Como. Yes, because the, the thing is, is that had they not covered a lot of those black songs, a lot of those songs would never have been played or heard. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Mama Fortin who did, uh, uh, you know, but a hound dog later covered by Elvis Presley, the McGuire sisters who covered, okay, we'll talk about that later, Goodnight Sweetheart, by the Spaniels. So there was a lot to be said about that. But what I say today is that music is the one common denominator that brings all
0: You know, what's beautiful about what you're saying? And I'm going to share something very personal on the air because I want people to understand how important this is. Um, we are all people period music has saved so many lives, especially through this past year. Our musicians and DJs are incredible and they are also heroes. Okay. Um, we know our essential workers and I give them kudos, of course. But DJs, and and I again, I don't consider myself a DJ. I'm a talk show host. So DJs and musicians out there, I thank all of you. And Sam, I thank you. You know, Allie Boy, I thank you. Uh, Angel is in the house now. do Angel. And of course, I thank you, sweetheart. And I've already get, gave my shout-outs for Remember Them Radio. Without this, we wouldn't be here. Um, right. But you know... I am very lucky, Sam, because when people hear that my dad came from Italy, they ask me silly questions like, was your dad racist? I'm like, racist. Let me tell you about my dad. (laughs) My dad brought home black people, Spanish people, gay people, Chinese people, his friends from work to eat in our home, Sunday dinner and swim in our pool. My my daughter. um. Has my granddaughter is part black. Now, my daughter just became the stepmom for six children of all races with special needs. And I am grateful that these children have my family. So, people out there need to know that, you know, it's okay when they say things, right, Sam? But then they'll listen right. to the music now because they know the music's incredible okay you know baby so you know where and i'm coming from
1: i know just where you're coming from Jay. and you know like your like your father anyone could have sat at my mother's dinner table
0: you know i didn't even know hey. racism existed till i moved from long island city new york to seventh grade in new jersey that's when i realized it existed
1: and did I,
0: so all right Children. <laughs> oh, no. oh. So here we go, baby. So we're going to play Glory of Love. Woo! Right. One.
4: You've got to give a little, oh. take a little, oh. and let your poor heart break a little the story of that's the glory of love glory of love you got to yes you're way up on top now and you want to be free Why, you feel that you're too good, much too good for a nobody like me. You're afraid to present me to the friends in your cell. Well, darling, I guess it's best that we should part. But how soon you forget the fine, fine things you've done. And how just a little taste of success has gone straight to your pretty little head. I hold in my hand to your three letters. Three letters from the stage of your fine, fine, super fine career. The first began, Eddie, darling, sweetheart, my wonderful one. I will always be grateful for the things that you've done. The second letter came right after I gave you your star. Yes, it came from your pen, dear, but not from your heart. The third, the king, the joke of the deck. You ended your letter in close. Please sign my chain. Why you fool? You poor, sad, worthless, foolish fool If you think that money can pay For the hard years I have suffered Till things broke your way Yes, I'm answering your last letter That says we must part I'm tanning the pieces The way you tore up my heart I smile when you kiss me And I thrill at your touch My only sin was I loved you Much too much When the love a little, Whoa. and always have the blues a little, Whoa. that's the story of, that's the glory of
5: love, yeah, story.
1: Well, me being the consummate romantic, I always thought of myself as...
0: that sam beautifully said man you were a character i was born too late sweetheart i was born too late say the same thing about me? I can't sing at all. (laughs) I can't either.
1: (laughs) I see this, I know. I do
2: all that. The is that one of
0: them. (laughs) You know, um, I want to give a shout out to Mikey, the Baron of Bayside, because he typed in the chat room. He was a member of the diversity development community Mm -hmm. where he was employed. And he also received a few recognition awards. Congratulations and thank you for that, sweetheart. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, yeah, so I I don't sing either, and how funny is that? But I do write, and I'm a poet, and I know it. So God grace me with that, baby.
2: All right, that's all right. We all have
1: some sort of talent or ability to do something. You know? We just have to discover it and realize
2: what it is. Yes, I agree with that.
0: And here's the thing. Music is a must for you to keep your joy, especially if it's Elvis, baby, because Elvis is my boy. (laughs) Speaking
1: of Elvis, you know, Elvis played a major role uh, in, the, the, uh, in the evolution and development of this music because back during the time, Jerry, and, and I'm uh, dating myself, okay, I don't think he was around then, you could go to the matinee at that time, that only cost 15 cents, okay, and the person that graced the screen more than anyone else was none
2: other than Elvis Presley. Mm. I've seen all his movies, okay, yeah. Jailhouse Rock. Okay,
1: I mean, uh, 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 Love Me Tender, yeah, I'm gonna hope this romantic remember that, okay, that Love Me Tender, boy, that was, oh man, what a classic movie that was. (laughs) So
0: Ron Cade from the Elvis and Friends radio show, remember him? Yes. Okay, well, he's still doing his thing, and on my Facebook today, guys, is the rerun of Sundays, he did a special thing for me, um, and he did a shout out on my birthday, And he did my five favorite Elvis songs being featured so you could go listen to him. And I posted the link on my Facebook page today. How cool is that, baby? You know, I got to interview Elvis Presley's nurse, Marion, who's still a very good friend of mine. She's 94 now. She's so beautiful. And, um, I may be meeting Priscilla next year. I was supposed to meet her last year, but through all this, we had to cancel that. But yeah, so Elvis is my guy, baby. All right. So now I want to play this song, um, Beggar to a Queen. And man, I want man, you to tell man. us about this after we play it. Okay, here okay. we go, guys. All right. In this world, I know
1: It was a DJ, Herb Kent okay. And that's how they got the name The Cool Gents They it, went on and, and evolved into the uh, El But that bigger to a queen You know, as I said in, in the beginning When I first went on the air at, uh, at that time, 92.1 I had made a promise to myself That I did not want to become A commercial DJ And what I meant by that Is that I didn't want to play What everyone else was playing and over the years, uh, Jay, it took a lot of, of research and uh, listening to songs. I mean, I have a collection of music that is uh, ungodly. I mean, I got a lot of music. And that was my point of playing songs that weren't or read, readily being played over the airways. So I sought to find different songs, many of which myself at the time, I had never heard before. And uh, while I was at that station, I had a listener. She listens to uh, Remember Then Radio called Philly Soul. <laughs> okay. And she introduced me to that song. She sent in a request one day. She said, Sam, could you play this song by The Cool Tense? Everything else after that was history, is history.
2: Yeah, That's how
1: I came. That, that song, hey, when you listen to it, okay, that uh, along with There uh, in the Night. Okay, uh, or, or This Is The Night that was uh, released back in 1955. They had a, a stool song. And, you know, it's just in, in keeping with what we were talking about, there's many groups that many of our listeners here at Remember Then Radio and other places have, have never heard. And that's the beauty, okay, of Remember Then Radio, because you get a variety of music and we play for a variety of people. Now, <clears throat> with that being said, uh, let me say this, that... Many of the songs today, like, for instance, music of the 50s has become like music of the 40s.
0: Many of the listeners, many of the baby boomers are moving on. The 60s have become the music of
1: the 50s and on and on. So I try to incorporate, I don't go too far uh, off my mark because I stay true to what I do. But I also incorporate songs that many of uh, our younger listeners today are listening to. Okay, and so I, I, it's like uh, putting together a pot of stew, if you will. Okay, you got your carrots and your peas and your potatoes, da 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 Okay, so on my show, okay, I stew it up for them, and I give them a variety of stuff.
0: You know, it's amazing. I, You know, I used to listen to, I think it was W-O-G-L-F-M? Yes. Okay, yes. 98.1, like forever. So then, right. you know, serious Radio came and I'm always into, like, the oldies station and the Elvis station, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, one day I go to turn it on a few years back. Do you know what the oldies are? <laughs> yeah,
2: go
0: the ahead. oldies are 80s and 90s. Yes. I was yes. so upset. I turned Come it on. off and I, I called my daughter. I'm like, someone just stabbed my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a
1: old stations. For one thing, okay, you have people today that think Errol Smith invented rock and roll. They think <laughs> that the Penguins is a hockey team out of Pittsburgh. The Ravens are a football team in Baltimore and the Cadillacs are cat, uh, 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 the, you know, the Cadillac name is uh, Escalades, okay? That's what the, the people think of today. The other reason for that is, is that the advertising dollars today are not geared towards the older generation. In other words, we don't find, you don't find many of, uh, of us older folks walking around with Nikes on.
2: You're and right. things
1: of that nature. So because, <laughs> and, and it's only on your brokerage stations, and to those that don't know, brokerage stations is where the DJ has to play, has to pay for his airtime. And you do that by going out into the community and getting sponsors to sponsor segments of your broadcast. That's another thing that's, that's beautiful about RTR is that it's not a brokerage station. We don't have to pay to play. Right. Okay. And we have the autonomy to play what we want to play for the uh, for time of our
2: broadcast.
0: There you go. You're right, baby. Um, sure. I want to tell everyone a few shows that I'm doing that you might want to, um, you know, put in your calendar, guys. Okay. Alley Boy, who's in the chat room, hooked me up with Margaret Williams from The Cookies. That's right. You heard me. So June 2nd, 2 p.m. right here on RTR. Mark your calendar for that show. Now I'm going to be interviewing Michael D. from the Capris, March 27th, a Saturday at noon here uh, this month on RTR, Eastern Standard Time. And then, OK, are you sitting down, guys? March 20th, Saturday at noon, RTR, Lala, Brooks from the Crystals. The do run, 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 the do run, run. run, run, run. Okay. Hey, I wish I could sing, baby, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> your
2: voice is music to our
0: ears. So, um, all right, so now I'm going to play a surprise song, and I'm surprising you with it as well. It's one of your picks, but I'm surprising you with it. One of the greatest songs legendary of all time, and we're going to talk about this. Here we go, guys.
2: Somewhere, over, somewhere, over,
3: somewhere, over, oh, somewhere, over, by the rainbow, There's a land that I dream of Once in a lullaby upon a star, and wake up where the clouds are far behind me, where troubles melt like lemon drops, all where above the chimney top, that's where
0: Oh, Sam, it's all yours.
1: Yeah, Sally okay, with the Morocco's, you know, when he, he sang at one time with the uh, Flamingos, okay, and uh, he went and sang with the uh, with the Morocco's on this rendition, there were several, there were many, many groups that recorded this song, it was first it was called Somewhere Over the Rainbow and then Over the Rainbow, a lot of different renditions, but this song here, okay, uh, it just, uh, I mean, it's just something... You know, what it is, Jay? like when you're hearing it for the first time, and we've heard it by other other uh, artists, but there was just something about the way he delivered okay, this song. And, and also, Sally McElroy was the, also the voice of Golden Teardrops when he sang with the Flamingos. He was the lead vocalist on that particular song there. <laughs> it just happens to be my, one of my many favorite songs there by the uh, Morocco's.
0: Amazing, I mean, who doesn't know that song, right? That you know when you hear it, it just brings back your your heart feels good. That's all. I mean, what else can I say about it? Your heart feels good. You smile. It it
2: takes you back to Julie Garland.
0: Okay, and and my daughter, yeah, my daughter in law is from Kansas. Um okay. I, I just said to her recently, I said, you know what would have been really smart back in the day? Kansas should have painted, and this is the truth, I feel this way, a yellow brick road through their entire state. Do you know how yeah. the tourists would have, like, I would have gone?
2: Yeah, yeah, down the yellow brick road,
1: click your shoes together. Yes. You know, speaking of uh, music, there were also many classic movies back during that period of time as well. But this came from uh, the Julie Garden for The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that, that song there. Yeah.
0: The
1: Some was somewhere over the rainbow. Some was just over the rainbow.
0: Well, Georgia Peach has a, has a message for you. And for me, she's saying, thanks for an awesome interview. But thanks to Sam... For so much awesome info. You are Walking Music Library and she loves you. And I agree with you, Georgia Peach. We love you, but I love, I love Sam too. I mean, Stevie, you were right. I definitely needed to interview this gentleman. Okay? You are right. This is an incredible show. Sam, you rock, baby.
2: They
1: were, they were, no, we, yo, we do. Remember the flashlight on me and the spotlight on you guys out there because you know jay without our listeners okay where would we be you know but i've always uh, stated that i would prefer playing in front of 50 people even five people that enjoy the music that i play as
0: opposed to playing for 50 people that constantly complain <laughs> yes baby i agree yes <laughs> 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 My thing is better. I stopped on the mobile
1: DJ a couple years, a uh, couple years back. For one thing, and you know, when I first started, and this is uh, some number of years ago, you had the, the two turntables, you had your receiver, your equalizers, the big speakers, and, and a crate full of albums. Okay, and forty-five CDs. Okay, weren't around at that time, and we certainly didn't have a laptop. Hey, I was one of the last dinosaurs to even adapt to the laptop, okay? But it didn't take me long, okay, to to, uh, to be able to do this. But the point being, music today has changed over the years. You know, and a lot of that has to do with, I mean, we have a new age of, of DJs. You know, I can't do drops and mixes and that, 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 that. that. <laughs> <do> <laughs> not, not only that, you know, when, when we reach a certain age, and Georgia Peach and the rest of them can relate to this here. When I get on the dance floor, and I love the dance, I can't do, I'm like the 60-minute man. I can't do 60 no more. I can't do 15 minutes, Jay, out there on the <laughs> dance floor. Our music only lasts three or four minutes, and the song is over. We'll move on to the next. Okay? But again, you know, the station's like Remember Then Radio, and I hate to be redundant, but I have to say this. Nope. That gives us the opportunity and, yep. and a vehicle in which we can do what it is we do, my thing is I would play for free five hours if I as a mobile dj if I could play what I wanted to play
0: right right, <laughs> everyone is going crazy in the chat room, everyone, and do up angels giving you all these hearts and thumbs up and and you know, <laughs> wow, we love you, angel, love you all in there. this is such yeah, a Du-Wap great Wap show do
1: wop angels to those of you who don't know. Do angel is the lady who put the dew in the water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love yes. it. So, we're going to play another song. Um, gold will never do. and And here we go, <laughs> and then we'll talk about it.
4: If I could only have
3: one wish, I would, darling, wish for you. and Give me the wish I
0: wish tonight. Let's have it, baby. GP Georgia Peach is saying something in there that her and I uh listen. I have never heard that song either, and neither has she. It's a first for both of us. Okay, you know, and 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 if you listen to
2: Remember Then radio often enough and long enough, you hear a lot of songs. Yeah, and and, and, and you know what? That, that,
1: that's the, that's the beauty of this, and and the reason for it is is that I mentioned earlier that during the early days. And you mentioned Willie Winfield in the Hopkins. Okay, well the label that they were on a small label that didn't have the ability to uh distribute, okay, outside of the area in which they they came, maybe locally. But many of the songs, like for instance, that were heard that were recorded on the West Coast on your do tone label and a lot of those groups, okay, we didn't hear here on the east coast and vice versa. You know, so that's the, the the beauty of all this is that we get to hear songs, okay, that we've never heard before. And I would be very negligent, okay, in my broadcast if I only played songs that we were familiar with. You this is a way of introducing our audience to a variety of music by different songs, even to turn the song over, okay, and play the B-side. Most people, when you listen to Hank Ballard and the Midnighters, okay, and that's a story in itself. When well, that song, well, actually, the, the, the song, The Twist. Yeah. Was written by one of the members of the gospel group, the Nightingales. Okay, they presented it to Pookie Hudson and the Spaniels. But because it didn't fit with, with Pookie Hudson and were accustomed to dawn, they handed it over to Henry Booth and Hank Ballard, okay, and the Midnighters. They recorded it as a B-side, okay, to the A-side going to Teardrop, on a letter. Now, of course, Chubby Checkered uh, made it more popular, but it was Hank Ballard, okay, uh, and the flip side of that. And that's, that's another thing. We need to start turning these records over and playing the other side because you've got some songs. And even, even with that, there were songs that were recorded that were not released. you got another song in that playlist. I don't know if you get it on or not, but it was unreleased, and there's a lot of songs like that. They were unreleased. But on Remember Then Radio, we released those songs.
0: Well, I, I'm going to tell you a Chubby Checker story. Um, mm-hmm. So I was a huge Chubby Checker fan. And I'm from Robbinsville, New Jersey. And down the road yeah. is East Windsor, New Jersey. And mm-hmm. there was a small club in this bowling alley called Heaven's Lounge. They did a benefit, and Chubby Checker came to our town to do this benefit in the 80s. I was in my 20s. And um, I had my back to the stage, very small room, and my friends that were with me and my boyfriend are smiling and said, turn around. Well, I turn around. He's with his two bodyguards. He's in my face. He kisses me and picks me up and brings me on the stage and does the twist with me.
2: Oh, man. Okay.
0: Well, wait. Last year, before all this craziness, right before all this craziness, I got to hug him again. I got a photo with him backstage. He was local. And I, I said to him, you won't remember this, but I'll never forget it. And I told him, and he smiled, and he hugged me.
2: Oh, You
1: also, for your listening audience, you know, Chubby Checker attended our high school in Philadelphia, along with Larry Chance.
0: Oh, yeah, my babe. My babe. (laughs) 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 Wait, I have a Larry Chance story. Okay. Listen, I'm on cloud nine talking to you right now. Okay. So I've told this story many times on RTR. And since you brought Larry Chance up, I'll tell it again. So my aunt Nancy, a shout out from Staten Island. She's the one who introduces me to a lot of these incredible artists from back then. Um her, her husband who passed away, my uncle was my mom's brother. So they were into all the oldies and all this great stuff. Well, she got me introduced to Michael D. Amore, Larry Chance, blah, blah, blah. So I interviewed Larry on all my networks, but I never got to meet him until last year, March 7th, right before all this craziness uh-huh. on my birthday at a local, at the Strand local by me. We planned it. We were finally going to get to hug and I got to hug the guy and I got to tell him something. And I've said this on RTR many times. I was enshrined in 2019 into the internet international hall of fame for radio show hosts. And do you know what one of the voters said? The voter was either from Germany or Holland. I don't remember. And I wish I did, but this person was a huge Larry Chance fan. And they said yeah. if Jerry Petito could get to interview Larry Chance from the Earls on the same station, Remember Then Radio, that named their station after his song, Remember Then, she's right. got to be in. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah without, without
1: a doubt. You know, and, and speaking of Larry Chance, because up until this point, we've talked about... uh African American singers. I there were some blue eyed soul brothers out there, Jerry, that could sing. Uh, okay. I off the top of my head was Jimmy Beaumont from the Skyline.
0: Oh my gosh, and I love him! Forget
1: those, it. I mean, all these guys the Capri. Yes. The, the, uh, the Duprees. Man, and you know, on one of my sh- one of my broadcasts, I'm going to feature my blue eyed soul brothers. Yes. Okay. Because, it, but see, there, there was a difference. Uh, today, they refer to it as street corner harmony, okay, as, as opposed to doo-wop. After the, uh, uh, the doo-wop period ended, which was around 1958, okay, <clears throat> you have this class, okay, coming into existence, which is street corner harmony, which uh, uh, started back in New York, okay? And whereas your your black performers, they patterned themselves behind the That's funny. That's so
0: funny. That's funny. That's (laughs) great. So I want to give a shout-out real quick, Sam. Alex Augustine's show is tomorrow, 5 p.m., guys. The doo Angel, her show is Sunday nights, 8 p.m. And, of course, Stevie, his show was last night. It's Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. So, And when is yours? Tell everyone.
1: I'm on Friday nights. From 5 until 9. And if they can't do it, lead
2: me to it. If I can't do it, it can't be done. <laughs> I, I do love Angel. you. and listen, hey, listen, I
1: want to say about Do-Wap Angel <laughs> on Sunday nights. And I want to give your, your audience a heads up. If you have anything to do on Monday, okay, you want to turn Do-Wap Angel on early
2: because she's going to keep you up all night night long okay that
1: happened to me one night uh jay i I had an appointment monday morning i knew i had to get up early i'm listening to do angel right so i said to myself well i mean she's on a roll now she's in that zone as i I call it i said to myself i'm gonna listen to one more because i know somewhere she's gonna go off the beacon path and i can turn it off well as it went she
2: never went off the beaten path. I listened to her till it was time for her to go that's off knowing that I had to get up early in the morning but I felt
0: some kind of way through I've been into Monday morning trying to
2: get up. Oh uh,
1: that's
2: great.
0: <laughs> She's giving you some hearts, baby. She's giving you love. Oh that's great. All right, so now let's play. Always my love. Here we go, and then we'll talk about it.
3: That I-
1: It. well you know back then you know I mean, well not back then but you remember guys you stand under the windows okay as a girlfriend and serenade them yep. well being, i i couldn't sing but i had a, a cd in my car it's about two o'clock in the morning jerry i pulled up uh to my she was my girl okay, Angela's house was now my wife and i turned that song on as loud as it would go <laughs> okay to
2: deliver the message because i contend if ever there's something you want to say to someone
1: you can always find a song to say
2: amazing
1: <laughs> and that that's what that song means to me as a matter of fact before and i got married and again two or three because i'd be down in my studio because for some reason no, it's the best time for me and i would call her on the telephone and play all these different songs for her <laughs> i would share need her <laughs>
0: Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to start closing, closing up today. We're going to wrap up in a few minutes. We're going to close with a song, but before we do any of that, I want to say thank you to everyone out there for listening. I want to say thank you to RTR. Of course, Angel and Stevie for this incredible platform, everyone in the chat room. I love you guys. Everyone all over the world that sent me texts, I I love you guys. So, of course, I want to say thank you to Sam, the golden oldies man. Are you kidding me, Sam? This show (laughs) rocked. This show rocked. You are incredible. Well, thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. But again...
1: Last light on me spotlight
0: in this case on you <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that baby, okay bright, uh, I bright, see the bright light going your way, honey today, so the bright light hurts my eyes. <laughs> oh my gosh, um so this is what we're gonna do. I want to actually close out with this song, so I want you to say whatever it is you want to say to your fans out there and tell us about okay. this song one hundred years from today, and then we're gonna close with it
1: okay a yeah, uh, hundred years from today, of course done by the late great James Thornton Hudson, a.k.a. Pookie Hudson and the Spaniels. And of all the songs that he did, uh, A Hundred Years From Today, uh, These Three Words, uh, You're Gonna Cry, this song stood out because if you listen to the lyrics, and that's another thing, Jay, about me, I listen to the lyrics, okay, of the songs and what it is that they're saying. And he says in, in his song, what would it all matter a hundred years from today? And I take that to mean that you live life in the moment because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Uh, You treat yourself, don't cheat yourself, and certainly don't put off doing to tomorrow what you can do today because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. I want to thank you, uh, J.J., for allowing me this opportunity. I'm very humbled, okay? Steve and barbara for giving me a platform and to my listening audience out there if you haven't listened on friday night you're in for a real treat i ain't slipping i ain't sliding <laughs> i ain't peeping i sure ain't hiding <laughs>
2: yeah, i
0: love you sugar oh my gosh i love you you're amazing all right so everybody thank you thank you okay they're all giving you claps and hugs and rocks and thank yous and everything all right we love you all, all right. And here we go. I'm gonna play the last song, 100 years from
3: today. Don't save your kisses, just pass them around. You know my reasons, I logically found. For who's to know? Today, I built a penthouse fit for a king. You're in heaven every day, it seems. And if you had a million,
2: what good would it all do?
3: A hundred years today
4: now you can laugh and sing
3: And make love again Be happy while you may For your love is warm Be beneath the sun Cling to me, darling And say that you'll be mine Remember we, we won't see that same moon A hundred years from today One hundred years from today